Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again for you to unleash the warrior within. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey everyone, I am so excited you are here with me today. It is a beautiful, cool fall day here in Arizona. Gotten the flannel back out and loving having my doors off my Jeep and just enjoying life right now. I hope you are too and I hope that you are listening and feeling great. And if you're not, well, let's see what we can do by the end of this episode. Um, Hey, I wanted to just really quick do one last shout out here. The October 26th is the last day to join in the Magic Mind 14 Days of Magic competition and trial run of their um, product, Magic Mind. Um, I was telling you guys about it the last few weeks. I did the 15 or 14 day challenge um, and it was amazing. Uh, I don't normally um, push products. Um, especially when I know people have allergies and certain sensitivities and, and quite frankly, what you put in your body, you better be knowledgeable about. But I will tell you, I did it. I love it. I have my subscription coming for 30 days, although I'm going to have my husband try a 15-day challenge as well. So this first month will split because I'd like him to see the benefits because I felt amazing. So Magic Mind, awesome job. I am really impressed I felt stronger, healthier, clearer, more productive, energetic, and quite frankly, I was sleeping better. And that's saying something. As an amputee, um, sleep is kind of hard to come by. And if you're an amputee, you get it. So maybe give this a shot. Um, I do not take any pain meds for what I go through. It's neurological. It's phantom. So you know, I just, I don't want to get into a cycle of trying things out. Um, I was on pain meds forever through all my surgeries, but you know what? I have to be honest that I have been, um, I took the 14 day magic mind challenge, 14 days of magic. Um, and I, you know, it's interesting that you can feel a difference on your day to day after a few days of taking it. And it's just little tiny energy shots um, filled with matcha and turmeric and vitamins. There's, look it up. There's an incredible list of ingredients, all of which have very healthy um, side effects, I guess you could say, or benefits. I didn't notice any that really had anything negative. I think the worst thing that any of them said was may cause an upset stomach. And none of that did for me. And I would take it in the morning um, to start my day. And my mornings are really intense because I get up and I head off for two to three hours of working with horses. Um, And then I come home quick, change out of jeans, boots, and smelling like horse poop. (laughs) And I run off to the gym and get in an hour, hour and a half, two hours of gym time, and then come home and eat lunch. And sometimes I'll bring home a coffee at that time. But I'll tell you what, the energy that I felt to push through the rest of the day and do housework and social media and, you know, dinner and all the other things that I want to do in life, being spending time with my dogs, my family when they get home from work or school. And so I have to say that I am extremely impressed, but I think I'm even more impressed when I realize that, um, 
I was actually sleeping better. And that was pretty darn cool that I didn't realize in the midst of it, but now that I'm not taking any of those shots, um, I miss it. Like I'm up in the middle of the night, um, nighttime, I have um, a lot of phantom sensations, which basically I'd love to tell you rocks me to sleep, but actually makes me extremely antsy and I have to stay out of my own head because it would probably drive me nuts if I allowed it to get to me. And so as I go through this, and I wanted to tell you, like, tomorrow's the last day, or I should say today, when you listen to this, the 26th, October 26th is the last day to join in the challenge. The challenge is to do 14 days of taking this magic mind once a day and seeing the benefits that it brings you. And then um, hashtagging 14 days of magic on your social media along with mine. And you want to use my um, discount code as well. You get a discount. My discount code is B-E-Y-O-U-14, B-U-14. And hopefully it will allow you to be the best you that you um, can can have, being productive and energetic. And actually, quite frankly, there was just um, kind of a joy in my heart. And I was just, I had a pickup in my step and, you know, things were great. And it was just amazing. And then I found that after... <laughs> Um, not having it, I was a little bit not as clear and not as productive as I'd like to be. So I don't know if that's my normal ebb and flow, but you know, kudos to this product, which I think is fantastic. You should try. If you do get it in and start by the 26th, you have until the end of November to finish the 14 days, preferably taking 14 days in a row. And if you um, get selected for hashtagging 14 days of magic, you could win a subscription of one to three months free. So join in and um, check it out. Remember to use BU14 um, to get my discount. Now, moving on to what I want to talk about today. And I think it's vitally important. Um, You know, a lot of times what I speak about on my podcast you know, depending on the phase I'm going through, I find if I'm going through struggles, I try to use that as a a time to help others that might be going through what I'm going through. I won't speak to what I don't know. And I don't pretend everything is good. (laughs) So I try to be as real with you as possible. And um, for those of you that are amputees, I hope it helps you. For those that aren't, but you're struggling with medical issues, those are the people that have reached out to me a lot and they have, uh, you've told me that, um, you know, motivation, it, it helps because we, I motivate and that's great. That's what I'm looking for. Like I said, if I can just help one person with what I say, I, I'm feeling like I'm doing what I, I'm supposed to do. And based on what I've gone through, I feel like I ought to share my experiences. The big question that I will get, and I thought I would address it today, so this does kind of go out straight out to amputees, people that might become amputees, or someone that actually knows someone or supports someone that is has or is becoming an amputee. And that is, um, the, the big question I will, I will get is, did it take long to learn to walk? And based on what I've known before and the people I've met, I would say no. But I think that's, again, all relative, right? Mine was an elected surgery, meaning I chose to amputate because it was the, 
I think the best choice for my well-being, um, more for my physical well-being. But I'm sure that if I had kept going on the path I was, 5, 10, 15 years down the road, I probably would be really stir crazy and really angry with my life. So I guess maybe emotionally and mentally it, would, it was a better decision, but for, for sure physical. It was a physical choice because I needed a physical change. I had no range of motion. For those of you that don't know my story, I had a karate accident in 2013. Simple tear, but that tear never mended. Um, I had to go in for surgery. Things were great. Then things weren't great. As I recovered, things got worse. Scarring happened. Lots of scarring happened. Another surgery. And each one was a different surgeon. And each surgeon said, that's all I can do. They'd wipe their hands and send me on my way. I'd go to PT. It would get worse. The PT didn't know what to do. We'd go to another surgeon for another opinion. We'd try another surgery, yada, yada, yada. That went on for like 10 surgeries. And basically the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, being um, in Europe and getting a blood clot, which I did not know I had a blood clot until I flew home, sick, 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 and hurting. And then four days later, having a medical professional say, you need to go to the ER and get that checked out. And so um, that was the wake-up call I needed, and that was the basically, like I said, the straw that broke the camel's back for me, and that was what made me go, okay, there's this is a point of no return, but it's time. It's I'm done. I've I've done my due diligence. I've tried it all. I've kept my patience. I've kept my head, but now we're done. And so when I speak to where I'm at, an elected surgery is definitely different in recovery, especially mental emotional recovery than an accident or um, maybe even a disease. I'd say even more accident because I know people that have gone into accidents, come gone into comas, woken up and they're missing a limb and that's not what they remember of their life the last time they were awake. So they have to deal with a lot more mental stress and emotional anguish, um, especially if you were blindsided by a drunk driver or you were in a you know in a vehicle accident um there's some forgiveness that has to go with that as well and i kind of spoke to that maybe last week the week before because i do know someone that is really struggling with letting go forgiving and moving on so they can move on and i do believe that that plays a huge role in healing physically and um, the pain that we deal with as amputees, there's no way to explain it. You know, I can tell you I'm fine and I can go about my day, but there are times that I look at my husband and like he might rub a portion of my residual limb and it will send burning, stinging pains through my foot. And normally I will tolerate it because I don't want to, I don't want to offend him because he's being nice. But I think the other day I just said, do you know that whenever you do that right now with the way everything's hitting and my nerve is fired up, that I'm just like my foot's on fire and it feels like, like a, the million needles hitting all the time and almost pulsating every time it's my leg is touched. And he's like, wow, I didn't know that because I don't, I don't it doesn't make me cry. It doesn't make me angry. 
um, I just deal with it, right? Because this is the rest of my life. And so, you know, moving on for me is a little different than moving on for someone who wasn't expecting this circumstance or maybe someone who's already dealt with like cancer or diabetes and this is just another huge bump in their road, uh, their medical road. And so that's those are all different ball games. So I'm speaking to me from my perspective. I don't ever want to think that I know everything that you all are going through because I don't. Everyone has a different story. And gosh, if you ever want to share your story, please reach out to me because I'd love to hear it. Um, I try to get back to people that DM me and um, I will have conversations online. But sometimes if they need to talk, we'll, we'll talk. And so it's, it's good because even amongst our own selves, we can find gratitude on where we're at because there's someone usually off worse off than we are, right? So going back to the question that I get asked almost weekly is, did it take you long to learn to walk? And I, I would say no, for me it didn't. Was it hard? Uh, yeah, very. Am I determined and am I totally pig-headed and am I um, a perfectionist and am I competitive? Uh, yeah, that helped because I don't give up easily and I don't take less than my best so I won't let myself down. So what I want to talk to you about today is how do you deal with getting used to a prosthetic. And this this is crazy because with my prosthetic, I'm an above knee and I have a very long socket, which is the part that basically my limb goes in. So I have a lot of my limb left. Um, they had to cut above the knee to get rid of the knee because that was where my problem was. And they had to cut up high enough to get rid of the post from my knee replacement because we don't want to leave any foreign objects in my bone if we were going to do this because that could just cause infection and then another revision to my amputation and I didn't want to do that. So we cut up just above that spike from that revision that I had on my knee replacement to get rid of all the cement and the metal, everything out. So still had a lot of leg left but my last socket that I had is my longest socket and it goes all the way up into my hip bone pretty much if I'm sitting it's it's hitting and up into my groin all the way up and up to my sit bone in the back and halfway up my butt so you know it's it's up there like I have a lot of socket and the more socket you have the little bit more control you have too so um, with that being said I will tell you that no matter what the first couple years and I'm on almost Oh, I'm at three and a half years of having uh, a leg on, a prosthetic on. And I will tell you that the first three years, three and a half years, there has been change to my residual limb. Daily, weekly, hourly, whatever you want to say, it's all the time. And sorry, my dog is hacking over here. Um, but it is constantly changing, which then means that every time I walk, it is different. Even when I go, like um, when I wear jeans, a lot of times I just wear in Arizona. Most of the time I'm in shorts or skirts or whatever. But when I go to the horses, I'm in jeans. And for some reason, putting on jeans and boots 
it's heavier. It weighs down my leg a little bit more. It, uh, my jeans will rub up in where the crease is underneath my socket in between my leg. Um, I find that it's, it, it, it hurts a little bit more. When I take it off and get changed into gym clothes to go to the gym, I have noticed that my foot is shifted outer or inner more than it should be because I'm sweating in my jeans and my, my shirt working and, you know, it's been hot until just like this last week, it's been hot in jeans, even first thing in the morning when it's, you know, almost 80 in the shade, um, it gets warm and jeans are very hot around a socket and everything like that. So it, what boggles my mind is you could see me one day walking totally confident from my car to the grocery store, through the grocery store, through Walmart, Costco, big stores, whatever. And then I could be the very next day, like struggling with my confidence to walk because the way it's fitting, I may have gained weight, lost weight. Um, it may be shifted while I was sitting and that happens. I can't even tell you how many times I've brought my leg into my Jeep and hit my valve socket, uh, the socket valve on my steering wheel and it's let air into my socket and then it changes where my leg is in my socket. It happens every time I get in my car pretty much. I don't know why I do that, but it's exactly the right spot. And so sometimes that'll change it. So like today at the gym, I felt a little wobbly and when I feel wobbly, I don't feel confident and I don't want to trip and fall. So then I think I walk a little bit more robotic. But I will tell you that I think the best thing I did was I first and foremost set a goal for myself. I set a very specific goal. The very first goal I had was that I wanted to ski in April with my family. So keep in mind, I had my surgery December of 2018. That April, I was skiing. I wanted to ski and I did. I did not get my staples out till at the end of February. And end of March, I got my very first prosthetic. Well, I wasn't going to try skiing with something I couldn't even walk in yet. So my goal was just to ski with one leg and without riggers. And that's what I did. But before my surgery even happened, I had a very good friend of mine say, I know you. I know you need to have goals set in front of you. I'm setting a goal for you. You and I are going to do the Phoenix Rock and Roll Marathon. I will do anything but marathon length with you and we can walk it. We can run it. We can do whatever. So we did that and we chose to do the 10K. So I figured, oh, I could do a 5K, but I'm not sure I could do a half marathon yet. And this goal was one year and maybe two weeks after my surgery. So not only in that year did I have to learn, I'd heal, then I had to learn to walk in a prosthetic. I then had to figure out how to get a running blade and run or walk in it. <laughs> and I have to tell you, it was quite a truncated goal plan because there was a lot to a learning curve to get in there, especially when I talk about the sockets not fitting well. I mean, I now have, I think, 14, 13 or 14 sockets in three years, three and a half years. I was changing at the very beginning, especially the first two years, I was changing sockets every, 
maybe four months. And, you know, once you get one, then you spend about a month trying to get used to it. And then once I finally got used to it, it gave me like three, three more months, two more months. And I was out of it because I was losing weight. I was shrinking. I was atrophying. You name it, it was happening. And the healing process, it all was changing. But here's what I believe made the total difference in my life. Before it was even a thing, because remember, this was before the pandemic. This was 2018. Well, actually, it was 2019, spring of 2019. I saw virtual challenges, virtual races, right? Any length, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, ultras, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's really kind of neat. And I was reading about them. And not only were some of the ones I found donating money to things like St. Jude, which I was helping out at the time with and being a St. Jude hero, that's where my 10K was all for St. Jude, all the money I raised. But they also gave really cool medals, which for me was like the big carrot in my face to get me moving. And a uh, running, uh, like a, a runner's bib um, with a number, like you'd get if you were at a start line of a real race in person. And the very first one I saw, I had probably only had my leg a couple weeks. And I thought, I know the only way to get good at this is to tell myself you're going to wear it all day. And my assistant prosthetist, David, who is also an amputee, above knee amputee, he told me sometimes you just got to know when to push and when to back off. And he goes, but nine times out of 10, you just got to push through some of that pain. And because I wasn't someone that was high infection rate or I didn't have sores or open wounds, um, I knew what I could do and I had to push through some pain. I decided the very first one I found was a 175 mile virtual race over like three months. This was one of the few that said, start any time, but the deadline to finish your miles was this date. And you get this, I mean, the medals were huge and they're beautiful and you know, very attractive to like, like, ooh, I want one of those. And I thought I could do that. So I was calculating out, okay, how many days is it till that race is over? Okay, how many miles? Divide that up. Oh, two miles a day. I could totally walk two miles a day. I, don't, I just want to walk. So you're gonna put your leg on and you're gonna walk two miles every day. The very first day, I knew I had to start two miles a day because of the I started late on that. When I found it, it was already going. So I had lost a, f a few weeks. <laughs> Very first day, I put on my leg and said, well, to my husband, I'm going out. I'm going to do my two miles. And he goes, okay, be careful. I got down like three houses down and went, oh my God, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm done. I, it hurts. I'm so sore. I'm rubbing. It doesn't feel good. Yada, yada. And the fact that my muscles were so lacking after five years of sitting in bed and doing surgery on my knee that there were muscles I didn't even have anymore that needed to be functioning. The hip flexors, you know, the glutes, the quads, the hamstring, everything, everything was weak. And I thought, oh my God. So I went, I think I finally got to the mailbox, which was about four houses down and I turned around. 
and I logged maybe a quarter of a mile. And I was like, okay, if you're not doing two miles today, that means that every other day you have to do just over two miles to make up for the two you didn't do today. So you see where this is going? I'm like all of a sudden going, well, if I can't do two miles today and I don't do two miles tomorrow, this is going to start multiplying towards the end. Every day I went out and every day I tried. If the first day I got to my mailbox, the next day I was going to go past it. Didn't matter how far. I was going to go past it. Then I thought, okay, you're going to turn right and you're going to go out of your community. And even if it's just the community entrance was really short, it was one house deep. Even if it meant I just turned the corner, went to the block and came back around, I was going to do it. Always pushing a little further every day, a little further every day. And then when I knew I'd eaten well and I was feeling really full of energy, I would go out and go, this day, I'm going to go really far. My goal is this. And all of a sudden, I would take off. And the next thing I know, I was able to do a mile. And then I was getting to my two miles. This did not happen overnight. This took a week, two weeks. It wasn't pretty. I remember waddling like a penguin. I could, there was times I went at night. And I'll tell you what, street lights don't lie. Those shadows do not lie that was my biggest helper. And I would never tell you to go out at night and walk. But if you have like your partner or somebody to go with you, so you're not alone, be diligent about what's going on around you. Make sure you're paying attention. Don't plug up with headphones and stuff. Always have an ear open and, and be cognizant. But going under street lights in your neighborhood will help you also perfect your form. Because for me, it wasn't just walking a certain distance, it was also looking like I was walking normal, quote unquote normal. And I'll tell you what, I finished that 175 miles on time. It was one of my proudest moments and it drove me forward to, it, it was, I have to tell you, it was an amazing group of people that are still my friends today from all over the world that were in the Facebook group for this challenge to push each other forward. So not only was I doing this with my own goals and wanting to be perfect on getting things done and learning to walk better and learning to walk, get used to my leg, I also told this group of people which none of them were amputees. It was not an amputee group. It was just normal people that were slow runners, fast runners, high goal achievers, just wanting to do something to be a part of a community. I told them my story. And I'll tell you what, I had a million people backing me and cheering me on. There was no greater feeling and no greater group of people to help me on my journey. And I don't even know if they understand how much they meant to me, even though I don't know them. There were people from my old state of Illinois that were very close to my old hometown, all the way to people in Australia that I met and hoped someday maybe we'll meet. But they cheered me on, they, they, they filled my bucket, and likewise, I tried to return that favor when I saw them all achieving their glories. And, and then what happened was that one ended and everybody's like, so who's doing the next one? Who's doing the next one? And yes, I did the next one, which was a summer challenge, which is hard in Arizona, was 150 miles during summer months. So those were my nighttime walks because it was hot. And you know what? A socket 
in summer and working out, sweat and dealing with it shifting and sliding and wanting to slip off, that was tough. But again, I finished the 150 challenge. And again, that same group of people with a few newbies here and there and some people that left the group, and we're talking hundreds and hundreds of people, they all were like, so who's doing the next one? Who's doing the fall challenge? And the fall medal was pretty darn cool too. So then I did 175 miles on that one. That is what pushed me forward. That consistency every day, making sure I walked something in my leg helped me get used to it. And I will tell you that when I challenged myself to do the 10K run for the Phoenix um, Rock and Roll Marathon, that was after I had finished the first 175 and I'd already registered while I was doing the 150. At the end of the 150, which was the end of the summer, a an amazing miracle happened because insurance isn't going to... They fought me just to get my walking leg. I, I don't even know how how they can do that. But I, I spent four weeks in tears and thinking I would never walk again after I decided to do this because they had denied it. And I fought for that. And I knew that I needed a running blade because the leg I have, you can't run in. It would actually stop you from running because um, it thinks you're falling. Anyways, it's electronic leg. So it does. it's, it's got its own little microprocessor and brain I needed a running blade and I knew that they were very expensive and I knew that I was never going to get insurance to say that was a um, a need versus a want and if it's a want they're not paying for it they didn't even want to pay for my need so um, when that time came I signed up for the marathon I didn't even care I said somehow that it will be provided. I know it. I had faith. My faith had pushed me through so much and I knew that this was part of of, the, of a greater plan. So ironically enough, I reached out to someone at Audubon that said they knew somebody and that they talked to them and they wanted to hear my story. So I literally in two texts, one to Audubon and one to... Um, um, to oh my goodness uh wiggle your toes Woo! sorry about that i had a complete <laughs> that was a complete brain fart wiggle your toes up in minnesota i reached out to them and said listen this is where i want to be this is what i want to do i'm not going to sit around i i want to help I'm, I'm raising funds for saint jude i want to hit my first 10k as an amputee and a week later i had a brand new running blade that was delivered to my prosthetist office and that's when I said, okay, you know what? Those first two challenges were to get used to my walking leg. And I'll tell you what, it worked. Challenging myself every day to get out and walk so many miles um, made it so that I was, me and my leg were getting along. The next step, I told the, the same group of people, I said, hey, listen, guys, little change on this one. My goal is to do this 150 or 175 mile challenge only in my running blade. Even if I'm just walking, I will try to run walk, but I'm going to do only, I will only count the miles in my running blade. So that meant even if I was walking all day in my regular leg and counting those steps, it didn't count. 
unless my running blade was on. And so there were times where I would literally be in my running blade even around the house and then out to the grocery store with it unhinged, free swinging. And I did that for the 150, 175 mile fall challenge. And that really did help me get used to my running blade. And then when the 10K came in January of of that next year, I was able to do all 10K in my running blade. I have to say I started out running, but my fit was not good. I had shrunk so much by that time and it was too, you know, it's kind of like, um, get, like, I say this is like getting brand new shoes. You do not want to get a new socket the week before a 10K and just go out and do it. There is a two to three week, four week learning curve with your new socket where you'll have new sores, blisters, chafing, rash, you name it, where it doesn't fit right, it needs to be tweaked a little, and you have to go in all the time for your prosthetist appointments just so they can make changes. And at this point in time, I was not skin fit, I was liner. That 10K, that's not a long distance, I think I stopped four times to take my leg off, pull my backpack off, put on a brand new sock liner, The socks were used between the liner and the hard socket to thicken it because as I was walking and running, I was pulling all fluids out and I was shrinking during the race. So I had to keep putting on another sock, putting my leg back in, getting used to the fit and the walk and praying I wouldn't fall. And um, I think I had one fall towards the end because I was numb. I, I couldn't feel anything. Everything was so sore. It was the longest I had pushed myself. I think the longest before that in my running blade I had moved was a three and a half, maybe three and a half miles. So that's a 5k. So I was doubling it. Boom, just like that. And literally four times to stop, change out the socks, add more, get more ply so that it was thicker and tighter. It was crazy, but I will tell you without a doubt that the consistency um, of getting out and doing, uh, putting my leg on every day, making a commitment to myself. And for some of you, maybe you don't have that drive to not let yourself down like I do. Then you get someone that can be an accountability coach or just, you know, joining a group makes you accountable. Once you tell someone, this is my goal, it becomes real. And then you don't want to look silly because you quit your goal. And so when you have somebody else there, it kind of makes it much more real. I would tell you without a doubt though, commitment to something, some sort of goal, and the consistency will give you the confidence you need to walk and and work at your gate every single day, but it has to be consistent. Without consistency, you're not going to make changes. If you wear it one day, then you don't want to wear it the next day because you're sore, you know, and and granted, like I said, if you are someone that gets wounds and you have an open wound, you should see your doctor first before you continue. For me, I would get, I would get blisters and the worst that would happen was it would just sting really bad when I'd sweat. And so I would deal with that. And every night when I take my leg off, I would clean out my socket, I would clean my leg, and then I would put aquifer on my wounds or my sores. 
And by the next day, yeah, they'd still be there, but they'd be a little bit more handleable. You know, they weren't so bad and, and go through it all again. And so once you do that for a while, you kind of start building up. I Someone said you build up calluses. You don't really build up calluses. I don't have calluses on my leg, but you just build up a tolerance. Your skin finally deals with that plastic rubbing on your leg all the time and you just kind of start dealing with it. So commit to some kind of goal. Uh, and if you need to do a virtual challenge, my God, there are so many out there now. After the pandemic, everything went virtual. Find a, a, a something that means something to you. I have done a Paris one because I love Paris. And that was actually the place I got the, the blood clot. So there's a connection there for me. I had the most beautiful Paris. Um, and it was a virtual challenge that you could keep track of. Oh, you've done 10 miles. Well, this is where you started at, you know, like the Eiffel Tower. And now you're here. And then and you can you can actually see the real places that you've been on your virtual race. Some of them, if you want a, a higher goal than just for yourself, do one that does it for charity. And, and you'll get a medal in the mail when you complete it. And it's really, really cool. Um, I have probably... 20 some medals now since I became an amputee and I've done none this year. Um, so it, that was the first two years I must've gotten 20, done 20 virtual races uh, ranging, as you know, from 5k all the way up to the 175 miles. So if you are commit to some sort of goal and then let somebody know or join the group, a lot of them do have an online Facebook group you can join so that you can, you know, be encouraged um, do it because that holds you accountable. And then just consistency. I would just say if I'm going to do 5K, usually with a 5K, that is a one and done. That's 3.2 miles. But you know what? Maybe for you, it's going to take you three days to do 5K. If that's where you're at, then so be it. That's awesome. If you're getting out and doing it, that is the way you want to do it. You want to be strong, aggressive, and committed. And you will get there. But you have to be patient and you have to know that there are going to be giant steps forward and huge leaps back at times. It just is what it is. It is the ups and downs of life that everyone goes through. And as amputees, we are no different. When people think that becoming an amputee got rid of my problem, well, yeah, it did. I can bend my knee now, but it's not mine. And I have a plethora of other problems that I deal with. Do I choose to focus on them? No. Do I choose to figure out what I can do and, and aim for that? Yes. So, you know, you've got to just stay committed, have the consistency, and you will gain confidence. I'm very confident walking everywhere. Um, there are days where, like I've said, my leg doesn't fit great, and I'm a little bit more hesitant with my steps, but that's far and few between now. And it's, and it's only due to the fact that I kept pushing myself that every day I put my leg on, it's on. I don't take it off for anything. And then it comes off when I go to bed at night. And that is how I have been since the very first day I got it. And that first week was tough. And I can talk about that in a whole nother episode. So that being said, we are coming to the end. We've already hit my 30 some minute. <laughs> my, I could keep going. I'm not going to. I'm going to cut off here. My call to action. I hope you're still with me because the call to action is this. Find a virtual race. The virtual race that you want doesn't matter. It isn't really a race. It is a goal. 
with a little carrot at the end for you for doing a good job, for committing to something, staying with it, and being um, a, a warrior. And, and I want you to be a warrior. We all have that in us. We've just got to remember how to ignite it and let it, let it loose and, and catch fire. So I want you to find a virtual race. Look online for virtual races. Oh my gosh, there are so many companies out there and there's a lot of really, really good ones. I always went with the, the medal that meant something to me. Um, I have a Phoenix. One, we lived in Phoenix. But two, the phoenix is rising up out of the ashes. And I think that's a beautiful reminder that even when we've gone through something like losing our limb, that we can still rise up and succeed in life and become something amazing and beautiful and and be someone that can motivate somebody else to, to doing things. It meant something to me. I love it. There are other races that I did for the sheer fact that it seemed unaccomplishable, like 150, 175 miles when I just started walking in a leg. And I did that just for my own ego because I pushed myself really hard. And maybe you're not there and that's okay. You don't need to be. But once you commit to it, do it. Figure out what your plan is and have at it. You know what? You will be surprised that if you are consistently in your leg, and working on walking every day, you are gonna get better and better and better. You know what? It becomes like riding a bike, and I say that gingerly because riding a bike now is still kind of hard for me, but you know, you know, they say practice makes perfect. No, it just makes permanence, and permanence being like muscle memory is amazing. When I put my leg on every day, it understands that the first couple steps are going to be a little wonky until I get used to the fact that that weight is there again. But once I get moving, it, it you don't forget. You will not get that if you wear it today, but not for the next couple of days. Then you wear it maybe a little bit tomorrow, but not the, for the next weekend. And, you know, I'm just going to use crutches today or my wheelchair. And I, again, I say that if you're in my position where you don't have other medical issues and you're not struggling with strength or, you, God forbid, you break an arm or something because you trip and fall, it happens. Amputees, we fall a lot. And um, as we get older, our bones get a little more fragile, so we tend to break things. So know your limits, but understand that it, without consistently wearing your leg, you will not find that permanence. You will not find that muscle memory that will help it make it easier, but it will be done. And the more you decide today's the day, no looking back, fresh start every day, no matter what, there's no way you're going to not succeed if you have that mindset. So go for it. You're a warrior. Be a warrior. Let it out. Be you. Be strong. Be healthy. And, and all these things will all of a sudden happen, right? You're not only going to get out and walk, you're going to find that the endorphins and things that are released in your body are going to make you happy. And then when you're happy, you want to do it some more. And then you're going to realize, wow, I'm getting in shape. And you know, maybe you're like me, I had to lose weight after being on in bed rest. And, you know, surgery after surgery and only getting PT, and that's all I could handle. I had gained weight. But it wasn't like I was going to put my leg on and just head out and start exercising. That didn't just happen overnight. It started with baby steps down 
two houses and back walking around my house just to figure out my leg. That's where it started because I was too embarrassed to go outside. With my running blade, I didn't go outside during the day because I was so worried that people would be watching to see if I could do it. And I didn't even know if I could do it. And so there were times I tried my running blade at night, which I would never suggest because it was too dark to see what I was doing. But just get out there. Don't let yourself down because I know you want it. And when you do this, your warrior within you will be released and you are going to find a whole new lease on life. You're going to find that maybe you don't need those pain meds anymore because you're taking care of business the natural, healthy way. And yes, you're going to feel pains. It's not going to go away. There's going to be phantom pains. And some days they will rear up real ugly for a day, maybe two days. And you'll be like, oh my God, this has to end. And then one day you'll be like, oh, it's not there anymore. But get out, get active, be consistent, commit to some goal and do it every day consistently. And you will see that your confidence in walking in your prosthetic will get better. Promise you. So until next week, I hope that you're healthy. I hope this helped you. I hope you get out and find a virtual race. Let me know what you decide you're going to do. I'll do it with you if you want. Let's do a race together. But until next week, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.